Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 1 Timothy 4. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we read this chapter, we would think about what we are focusing on and working on and improving in. We pray that it would be the things that really matter for eternity. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 1 Timothy 4. Now, the Spirit explicitly says that in the last times, some will depart from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons, by the hypocrisy of liars who are seared in their own conscience, who forbid marrying and insist on abstaining from foods that God created for sharing in with thankfulness by those who believe and who know the truth, because everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thankfulness. For it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. By teaching these things to the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, trained in the words of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed faithfully. But reject those worthless myths told by elderly women and train yourself for godliness For the training of the body is somewhat profitable, but godliness is profitable for everything because it holds promise for the present life and for the life to come. The statement is trustworthy and deserving of complete acceptance. For to this end we labor and suffer reproach because we have put our hope in the living God who is the Savior of all people, especially of believers. Command these things and teach them. Let no one look down on your youth, but be an example for the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, pay attention to the public reading, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, that was granted to you through prophecy with the laying on of hands by the council of elders. Practice these things. Be diligent in these things, in order that your progress may be evident to everyone. Fix your attention on yourself and on your teaching. Continue in them, for by doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. Paul continues talking about guarding the church in this chapter, starting with a warning from the Holy Spirit about people leaving the faith but staying in the church to teach false things. He specifically mentions that they will forbid marriage and eating certain foods. The technical term for this is asceticism, the idea of being holy by denying yourself things. Asceticism was popular for a time. It is not popular today. Paul explains the right way to accept and enjoy the pleasures that God provides us. With thankfulness. Verse 4. Because everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thankfulness. God created marriage and the good things in marriage. If God grants us a spouse, we should be thankful. God created food and the ability to enjoy food. So if God gives us food we can enjoy, we should be thankful. But here's probably the bigger danger for us today. It is that we take it for granted and don't give thanks. Then Paul turns to how Timothy is living his life and doing his teaching. 
He encourages Timothy to keep teaching and living right. Verse 7 is sharp. But reject those worthless myths told by elderly women and train yourself for godliness. This is what we might call old wives' tales. This is a strong condemnation of those ideas. We have to love the truth. Then, if you are feeling bad for the elderly women, from this verse, Paul takes aim at young men by saying in verse 8, For the training of the body is somewhat profitable, but godliness is profitable for everything because it holds promise for the present life and for the life to come. There are plenty of young men who put a lot of work into their body. They are proud of their strength. Paul says that it has only a little value. Paul wants Timothy to put that kind of work into training for godliness. Now, we might think that Paul means that Timothy should spend all his time reading books in order to be training his godliness, but that isn't what Paul means. Paul mentions labor and suffering reproach. This training in godliness is active and hard work. Paul mentions Timothy's word, what he says, his love, how he considers others, his faith, how he trusts God rather than himself, and purity, how he stays away from sins. When Paul finally gets to the reading, it's actually talking about public reading of Scripture. This is how to combat those false teachers, to provide truth, so that those who love the truth can be filled with the truth, and that will leave no room for falsehood. Paul tells Timothy not to neglect the gift that he received. It sounds like a gift from the Holy Spirit, perhaps prophecy. So this indicates that even though it was a gift from the Holy Spirit, Timothy still had to work with the Holy Spirit to use the gift for the good of everyone. Paul tells Timothy to focus on improving himself and his teaching, and this will save Timothy and the people who listen to Timothy. And now for a deeper dive. Do you see people around you that are not living godly lives? Paul gives Timothy the solution. Work on improving himself. In verse 12, Paul told Timothy, Let no one look down on your youth. So, does that mean if someone puts Timothy down because of his youth, he needs to stand up for himself and give that person a piece of his mind? No, of course not. Paul explained himself in the rest of the verse. But be an example for the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. See, if Timothy is showing that he is living right, then no one can credibly look down on Timothy's youth. There is this marriage advice. You can only change yourself. You cannot change your spouse. And of course, if we change ourselves, it will change our marriage. Well, to one extent or another, the way we live will affect everyone around us, not just our spouse. There is a poem that starts, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. Paul is not telling Timothy to just live a sermon and never speak the sermon, but he is for sure telling him to live the sermon so that when he speaks, people will listen. So, how is your spiritual workout routine going? I'm not just talking about how much time you spend reading the Bible and praying, although that is a part of it, but how are you doing living it? Are you getting more thankful? Are your thoughts more pure? How about love? Are you doing better at putting the needs of others ahead of your own? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, 
Copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexum is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.